You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Hey everybody, Michael McIntyre here at the Next Level Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, we have a special, very special guest here in Studio M today. And uh, all the way out there in Bethel, Redding, California. Uh, he's the dean, the co-director, and the head of the drama department and performing arts pastor. I'm going to read a little bit of his bio because it's that impressive and you got to hear this. Uh, he's a graduate of the Arts Educational School in London. Man, that's kind of... That's kind of very aristocratic there, bro. I love that. Uh, he's worked as an actor, writer, director, producer for over 20 years, I think 22 years now. Some of his credits are South Pacific with Peter Darling and Tony Award-winning choreographer, The Boyfriend, ULTZ, Oliver Award Best Director, West Side Story, Romeo Juliet, both with James McAvoy uh, on film. Fabio has worked with Angeline Jolie, Gerard Butler. I love that Gerard Butler, man. He's B.A. He's good, I man. like him. Uh Parmander Nagra, I probably didn't pronounce that right, and more. He recently, <laughs> he co-produced the uh, movie Unplanned, which came out in 2019, which I've got a connection. My daughter and son-in-law uh, wrote the score for that movie. And so uh, I remember you starring in that movie and you're passionate have about training creative revitalists, performing in the presence of their true identity. This is really cool. You created the Dream Circle, a technique allowing actors to find their true identity and to really exemplify Jesus in their performing arts. And you're doing it all out there at the Bethel Conservatory, man. You got it going on, bro. How you doing? Welcome to Studio Good, M, bro. Max. Good to be here, brother. It's always lovely to see your face and hear your voice, bro. Oh, and that's we so, always have so much. We always have so much fun when we see you. Yeah, man. We've had, I remember, I think the first time that I got introduced to you, I was out there in, in Bethel with Freeland. And uh, we stopped in with, uh, hung out with Sean Foyt and, yeah, a gar and uh, just kind of hung out a little bit. We had some good stories to tell, didn't we? Oh, dude, we had a lot of fun. That was a good night. Always, always accompanied by gars and whiskey, eh? <laughs> hey, man. That's the, hey, it, we had cigars, scotch, and scripture, baby. <laughs> exactly. Come on. Yes, Love that. yes, Love Lord. That. Praise God. Hey, and then uh, you, I've had you've come out here to Dallas a couple times. I, I know you guys yeah. got the Zionist thing going. You and your beautiful wife come out here, and Stacy yeah. and I got to hang out with you guys for dinner and. Man, we yeah. just love you guys and the energy. And uh, we were just saying before we started here that your wife, man, not only is she hot, but she is the she's the rocket fuel for you, baby. <laughs> she, she is. She's amazing. My wife keeps me grounded. She keeps me grounded. I definitely will say that. She uh, she definitely keeps me stabilized. <laughs> and, well, yeah, well, you're, you know, you're an actor, bro. I mean, you've been in Hollywood. You've been in film. You know, I when when it was really cool watching Unplanned, and for those that you have not seen Unplanned, man, you got to see it. It's so amazing. Uh, I know Mike Lindell helped produce that movie too, and mm -hmm. uh, and some other amazing people there. And Bethel had a big thing about it, and uh, Chuck and Carrie, uh, I think they were the directors of it. And yeah. it was really interesting because um, you know the 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 whole the score of the film was cool, and and got to I got to see, hear some backstory on it. But that was a pretty emotional scene that you were in, that whole couple scenes that you and your daughter were in. How was that preparing for that? 
It was um, the funny thing was, so they offered me that role initially, and then it went to Eric Metaxas. And oh then my gosh. Eric, <laughs> Eric, Eric couldn't end up doing it. So they were like, can you, can you step in? Um, and I went, yeah, absolutely. So I ended up doing it and bro, it was just, um, it was just phenomenal. It was really hard to see my daughter um, engage in that kind of role. Yeah. Um, but I tell you to actually do something like that with her, cause it was very edgy, right? It was yes. a very edgy role. It for a six, she was 16 at the time when she did that role. Right. And it just, um, yeah, to see her go through it was, was pretty emotional for me. I think obviously I was playing a bit of a villain at that point. Mm-hmm. I wasn't playing anything that, um, it's not who I am and forcing your daughter to go and have an, an abortion was really, really rough. Bro. So, but I think, yeah. you know, if you don't do it, who's going to do it, right? Yeah. Well, what, what's interesting is I didn't know, I, I listen, I think Eric's an amazing author. I've read all his books, but can the brother act? I have no idea. Well, listen, <laughs> look, so in that film, because we went non-union, we had to hire um, actors that weren't necessarily unions or, or, or actors or people that weren't actually actors. So check this out. I was doing one scene. There was a guy who was a doctor who had actually overseen 800 late-term abortions and then something like 500 short-terms. And he was a doctor, then he came to Christ. Wow. And there was a bit where he was just really stoic because he'd never acted before. So I had to give him a couple of adjustments. And when he did it, bro, he, he ended up selling it, right? You know what I mean? Come on, so, man. Yeah. Well, you're, you're an amazing director, I know. And uh, so, you know, it's got to be really cool. And how is, all right, so, uh, you know, I mean, you're, uh, you're, you know, I don't get to talk to many actors like yourself. In fact, I don't get to talk to any, I don't think. <laughs> I, I, get to, I get to see him in Vegas every now and then. But uh, so how is it seeing yourself on the screen? I mean, it depends. I mean, if, if I'm going to be honest, no actor enjoys looking at their work. Really? You know, no, because sometimes when you're in the moment, you're like, oh, that felt really connected. Then you look at it on scene and you, on, on, on the playbacks, on the dailies, and you're like, oh, I didn't really enjoy that. Or sometimes when you actually do it and then you look at yourself in the playback, you think, oh, I actually, I actually did that really well. So I don't think it's always helpful to look at the dailies when you have done your work. I mean, some people like it. I do at times, but I don't always like to look at myself on screen if I'm being completely honest. Well, interesting, you know, cause I, you know, I used to watch the Oscars. I don't watch them anymore cause they're just not, they're not good anymore. <laughs> but, but I used to watch them and, and, it, and some of the actors or actresses, they would not like to look at themselves, you know, and these yeah. are like mega stars, you know, and I, t- I just always thought that's interesting. So, yeah. All right. So tell us, because I know a little bit what you do out there in um, yeah. and what your wife does in, in the Zion, is it Zion, is it the Zion dance um, or Zionist? What's it called? Zion, Zion dance with Upper Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I want, I want to hear, yeah. I want to hear about that. I want to hear about what you guys are doing out there in Bethel. What, what I know your conservatory has grown tremendously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many enrollments do you have? What's the deal? Because I know there's a lot of people in the kingdom and brothers yeah. and sisters in Christ that really want to get into acting. And I know you just, you know, yeah. before we got on here, you said you've got a few of your students just cast in some great movies, some major mo- movies, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So you've got some major success. So let's yeah. say, let's say there's somebody out there in Minnesota <clears throat> listening to this and they say, you know, I've always wanted to act, you know, I'm 23 years old and 
I, I don't know what to do, or I'm 19 years old, or I'm 30 years old. I want to get into acting, but I want to, I want to be mentored by a Christian uh, acting coach. I want to be in that process. Although sometimes, you know, they get into a secular world, but that's all right. It's, we're, we're there. The Great Commission is to bring salt and light to everywhere, right? And mm -hmm. so how, how, does, how does one go about coming in, and what do they expect to get from your conservatory? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question, bro. So listen, I'll just give you a bit of context. So like when, yeah. when my business partner and I, David Neronia, who's been in Hollywood for the last 25 years, still a working actor, God gave us this idea, right? I was in the UK, he was in America. And we'd all been in the industry. Like I was in the industry as a believer, he wasn't a believer. What I always found about myself was, I was always defined by the star I worked with, by the caliber of the role. I didn't know how to not compartmentalize my art and my faith. So I was always on this roller coaster. I knew who I was in church and I knew I was in the industry, but I right. didn't know who I was as a believer in the industry. And I'm not saying I'm a Christian actor. I'm a, an, an actor who loves Jesus. Come on. Right. So it just doesn't, it doesn't confine me to just want to do faith-based stuff. I'm not interested in that. There is a place for it, but it doesn't mean I always want to be in that space. So when I saw all the actors going through you know, just this identity crisis of not feeling understood by the church, not feeling understood by the world. And David felt the same way. Mm -hmm. We both came together about 10 years ago and said, look, he said, what's your heart? And I said, I'd love to see a place where actors can train professionally, but understanding who they are in their identity in Christ. Come on. Because I don't want them, I don't want them to have to go through what I went through. He didn't want them to have to go through what he went through. So that kind of started this conversation about what would it look like to actually partner with a church mm. that is very focused on the presence and on an identity and create a professional training program where you can train at the top standard mm -hmm. and understand who you are actually as a creative missionary, that you're going out into Hollywood, not to necessarily change Hollywood, but to go and serve Hollywood, but bringing the fullness of who you are as an artist and as a believer, right? It's very, very important that we never lose sight of who we are and the calling God has put on your life. That's Good. very, very, very important. So when we set up BCA, like we were in Chris Vallotton, who's our, who's our associate senior leader at Bethel, and we were in his office, and he said, what part does a, a training center or conservatory of the arts have aside from a church? And I went, do you know what? We're not trying to teach people just to do skits. Mm. We're not trying to teach people just to do the Lifehouse skit or to flag on stage. We're serious about what we do. So we, we gave him the vision and said, there are so many people out there that feel wounded by the industry yeah. that won't even allow themselves to dream about the industry because Hollywood is this big, bad wolf. And right. I want to say now, it isn't the big, bad wolf. Good. Right. But unless you know right. who you are in Christ, it is the big bad wolf. Yeah. So you know went, Listen, right. you've got to know your identity. And when we told him about how we wanted to construct this, he says, whatever you need, I want to see that now. <laughs> That's Chris. So to, <laughs> it is right. So to differentiate ourselves, what we said was, let's go for accreditation. Let's wow. be a college. Right. That's not just focused on identity, on training, but it's on education. So we became an accredited school where we offer a BA in acting, which is the awesome. professional training program to become an actor. And then we have certificates in film and new media, screenwriting, dance and acting. That's so and cool. you know what? We're seeing so much breakthrough with people that come in. When we, when we share our message about God is for your dreams, 
He doesn't dangle it in front of you just to tease you. So if you feel like you want to be an actor, lean into that. But what I would say, like it says in Daniel, they trained Nebuchadnezzar, trained them for three years in the language and literature of the land. Mm. Right. I think the misconception, bro, is this, that if you're an actor just because you're on screen, you can waltz into Hollywood and just say, here, I can act. It's no mm. more stupid than saying, <laughs> Mac, is it all right? I've got no, got, I've got no medical training. Can I operate on your brain? <laughs> I know. Do you know Good what I mean? Analogy. It's like you with, you with business, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got this idea. Give me a million dollars. You're like, but you've got no chips in the game. Right. That's awesome. So you, these people come in and how long, okay, so I love this BA that you got, you credited and you've worked hard. At good, how long have you had this going? When so did you we've, start this? We've, we're in our fifth year. So we started in 2017. We wow. started with 23 students. So 18 in the BA and then six in the certificate, dance certificate. And then check this out, right? It seemed like the perfect year where there were nine, there were nine guys and nine girls. So to do scene work, it's amazing. The next year, 11 people left. Oh my. So you think about it. God calls you to do something. You mm -hmm. work on it so much. It looks like the perfect year. Then virtually everybody leaves. I've been there. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. But year on year. So five years in, now we're at 95 students. And, you know, the, Come on. the, the, the BA track, we train people classically, bro. We've bought my classical training from the UK. And I really think that when you look at the UK actors, it doesn't mean American actors are bad. American actors are amazing. Right. But there's something about a nuance of having classical training. And what we're seeing now is like when you pair the Holy Spirit with your work, I've been doing a Shakespearean class. Really? And the Holy Spirit lands so strong. Come on. That like they're getting revelation on these characters. And it's, bro, do you know what? It's such a safe place, but it's not devoid of risk. So we say it's a safe place to take risks. I and like I think that. what we require people to do, bro, is to take risks. Because people go, you know, it's all about me being safe. It says it's, the culture can be safe, right? But you taking a risk is dangerous. Like God is a dangerous God. Yes. <laughs> when he calls you to sacrifice your life, he wants right. you to sacrifice it, right? Come on. So God in itself be safe, but he's dangerous. And I think what people have found with our conservatory is, because we so focus on your identity with Christ and how to actually engage with characters on a healthy level and on, in atmospheres on a very healthy level, we just see so much breakthrough in them, bro. And the dreams come alive and it's, it's a robust program, man. We make, it's like, it's like being in the army. <laughs> Sounds like next level it experience is. too. Hey, so yeah. let me ask you this. How, all right. So you got 95 students right now enrolled. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And so how long does it take to get the, to get your BA? BA is three years. All the other certificates are like one year, but we have wow. started to offer two years in screenwriting now and two years in film and new media. So we're building up all these programs, man. And the yeah, programs I mean, I, are so good. I'm so proud of you, bro. I mean, Thank I remember you. when you just started this thing and, you know, you're getting it off the ground and, and, and I just, I just think what you've done is just miraculous. And you, you partnered with the Holy spirit on this and all right. So, Tell me about the circle deal you got going on, because I think that's really cool. Yeah. So the dream circle, it was so funny how it came about was I, uh, my wife and I set up a small Christian school with about six other families. And one thing I said I would never do was become a teacher, right? <laughs> Don't ever say you won't ever do anything to God because it goes, yeah, 
oh, really fab. Okay, let's see how that's going to work out for you. Yeah, so Ma- they Malden, me- Malden always said that too. He said, so finally he just said, I don't ever want to be a billionaire. And so he can give me a kid there, you know. It's true. Go right. ahead. I, you know I'm sorry. Exactly. So it's like, you know, um, they asked me to be director of drama. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to teach. Plus, it was to like second and fourth graders. So really? now I've got to teach young kids how to act. So I said to the Lord, how do I teach kids that acting is an art form? It's a discipline and it's fun because kids will just see it as fun, right? With no discipline. So we said, put a circle on the floor. And when they enter the circle, they can do whatever they want. But whenever they leave the circle, class resumes to order. So giving them defined boundaries, right? Man, that's awesome. So I thought, that sounds so simple. So anyway, I did it with them. Work to treat. Then I started doing it with pastors, with business people, Come with on. drug addicts, with with a wide spectrum of society. And really, what I found what it was is people just need a space of no judgment and permission that they can step into where they can fully be themselves. That is so cool, you know. And I, you know, I know. And I'm just thinking off the top of my head here, when, when they step into the circle, have you seen them all of a sudden gets words of knowledge or gets, you know, wrecked by the Holy Spirit? I mean, do they, I mean, it's got to be a sense of freedom if they get into that circle and know that that's a safe place to be. Do I've done this a thousand times, right? Over a thousand times at conferences and anywhere with different demographics. It's fab's not that good. And a piece of masking tape on the floor is not that good, right? <laughs> So it's right. like, Holy Spirit, if you don't show up, I don't know what I'm going to do. That's, all, that's good. I love that. But the moment you say to somebody, your dreams, right? I do many different exercises in the circle. And this is just a very kind of condensed version. And I, I'll expand it a little bit in terms of what I do with it with the actors. But like when you give somebody just permission and you set up the framework of it being safe for them, but it requires something of them because it's not good just to have a dream and put no legs to the dream. Because if a dream just stays a dream, it's a nightmare. It's good. Because you never fulfill it. I'm going to steal that. I like that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. A dream that's just a dream is a nightmare. Come on. So it requires action, partnering with that dream to actually make that vision come to pass. So I think when you give people that permission to do it in a space, bro, it works. Now, how does it translate with actors? You know, as actors, we're always portraying different characters, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm asked to portray, for example, a murderer, I have no idea what it's like to murder somebody. But nonetheless, (laughs) the atmosphere that I step into is a real atmosphere. Mm. So how do I partner with the Holy Spirit in that? So what I do is, same as I do with business people, you put the circle on the floor, right? I prepare outside of the circle. So I'm fab outside of the circle. We pray into the circle, right? We pray in the atmosphere of the scene in the circle. Then once I stand in, I'm in character, I'm involved in that circle. But once the scene has ended, I brush myself down and step out. Because what a lot of actors feel hard to do is, like, where does Fab start and where does the character end? There's so much murky water between, well, how do I get rid of the character? And I found, bro, that doing this circle with them, I was was talking to one of the top Hollywood um, acting coaches, and I told him about it, and he went, oh, my goodness, that's insane. That's amazing. So it was also good to be validated by somebody that high up in the industry, yeah. yep. you know, that this isn't just a Christian download right. of an acting technique. It's based in solid mainstream technique. 
Genius, man. I love that. I love that. So, okay. All right. I'm going to switch gears just a minute here because one of the things I, you know, I watched, you know, home, uh, what is it? Uh, Homeland security or Homeland, that whole series, you know, and that guy on billions, the actor, I don't know if you ever watched billions or not. Uh, It's kind of a, it's kind of a raw show, but anyways, there's, uh, there's an actor, he's from London. And I find it fascinating that the London actors can go into an American accent. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's pure talent or is it easier for them to go into an American accent or, and cause I've heard Americans try to do English accents and it's not yeah. so good. How, how is that done? I mean, is that a, is that something that comes to them naturally or is it, is it done with a vocal coach? Yeah, both. So you'll have a dialect coach, right? And there's okay. something called IPA, which is the international phonetic alphabet. So you can actually have the text and then have a phonetic alphabet above the top that actually helps you with these sounds. Wow. So you could be natural at doing certain accents, but let's say you're doing an accent that's completely alien to you. So there are ways with dialect coaches to work so that you can actually dial that um, accent. Yeah. I want to get that coach. <laughs> I think that's really, <laughs> I think the accents are amazing that they can do yeah. those, you know, uh, I like watching the old Cary Grant movies and, you know, yep. uh, and all those. And they have that that transatlantic accent. They, I think they taught them that at the studios. You know, they got that yeah. darling, you know, yes, darling, Jute did, you know, that that that. Yeah. And I think those are really cool the way they do that. But I just find it amazing because then then I see them on E.T. or, you know, TM, uh, TMX or whatever it is. And then there's t- I think they don't ever sound like that when they're in their role, you know? Right. And, uh, so I just, so I just find that fascinating because when you did unplanned, you used an American accent. I did. I did. I don't know how good it was. I think it was okay. Um, people said, Oh, your American accent's great. And I was like, um, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But we're all our worst critics. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. 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 So, you know, you got to give are. yourself some grace, bro. Come on. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, you're buddy. You're good, <laughs> man. You. You're really good. All right. So, uh, all right. So you got this amazing, uh, this amazing BA, this program going out there at Bethel. Uh, do you get students from all over the world or what, what what's we your do, student body yeah. look like? All over the world, bro. We have students from Africa, Germany, you know, we have students from Switzerland, America. I would say wow. the bulk is from, is from America, but yeah, yeah. we have a lot of international students. That's we have, awesome. like, like one of our programs is screenwriting course. You can do that completely remotely. So we have somebody zooming in at 3 a.m. in the morning from New Zealand. Wow. I love you know, that. We talk about the Bethel culture being very a very special culture. So yeah. when you partner that culture with the arts, man, it accelerates so much. And the quality of student, the quality of talent we have is really good. So, all right. So let's say I'm out here in Minnesota, you know, I'm knee deep in snow and I'm watching this or listening to the McIntyre here and say, you know, yeah. I've always wanted to be, an actor but i didn't know where i don't want to go to hollywood because it's kind of slimy or whatever and so uh they call you up what's the process of that of them getting accepted into this conservatory yeah that's a great that's a great question so it's different for each program but okay. i would say for the for the drama program you for one what you would do is you would go to Bethel conservatory of the arts and you would sign up for an admissions um session and then the requirements actually get into the ba's two monologues classical monologue and a contemporary monologue, both contrasting. Then you sing 18 bars of a song, and then we have an interview. Wow. So the process is pretty rigorous to get wow. in. Wow, that's cool. But the thing is, it's like, you know, 
people that want to do it for a profession have got to know that they know that they know that they want to do it as a profession. That's for the BA. But we also have the certificates whereby if you're like, listen, I want breakthrough and I want to learn how to act, but I don't know if necessarily acting is for me. Right. The one-year certificate programs are amazing. Okay, so, they, so it. it's not as difficult to get into that. It's not as difficult, no, because like it's more foundational. Okay. So I'd say it's more of a foundational level with the acting. Gotcha. So if you have a heart to want to act and you want to do it, for example, um, you want to then combine it with education. It's a really good program to do that. Or if you've been in the industry for a while and you've been a little bit burnt out mm. and you want to learn our culture and still go back to refreshing of technique for 20 hours a week, that's a brilliant program to do. That. Wow. That's awesome. That's really cool. Okay. Yeah. So for 20 hours a week, they can come in there and get their certificate in one year. Is that right? Yeah. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then, all right. Now what about placement uh, auditions? Let's say, do, yeah. is there, do you have connections with agents? How does all that work? Yeah. It's so funny because like, you know, we originally were fielding our kind of actors towards Atlanta because, you oh, know, Atlanta yeah. has, they film all the big uh, uh, Trillith, all the big Marvel movie um, studios, you know, yeah, the Chick-fil-A um, guy invented, invested a whole bunch of money out there. Yeah. Dan did a Mark Finkannon who they yeah. were both praying over that line for a long time. Tyler Perry's got his studio there. Right. And um, yeah, Tyler Perry's got his studio there. And um, we wanted them to go there because you can be a believer there a lot easier and it's easier to get on the housing market as well, right? To yes. survive as a performer there. But anyway, we were going to have our, our showcase, physical showcase in Atlanta. Then what happens? COVID happens. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we do a digital showcase and bro- uh -huh. It was revolutionary. It's amazing. Really? I feel that our last showcase is one of the best in the industry because I've been looking at some of the other top conservatives and like, oh, that doesn't look great. Ours looks amazing. And the thing is, two of my students got signed with one of the top managers on the planet from there. So Come it's on. not like we started right at the bottom. We started at the top. That's so awesome. now what we're doing is we have top people very interested in our talent, but we're looking for more boutique people now. So my assistant, was Michael du Michael Douglas's assistant for five years. Oh, cool. Literally, you know, he was Taylor Swift's assistant. Like, he's Mr. Hollywood. Wow. So worked on Modern Family, Kaminsky, just producer as well. I love that so Kaminsky show. Me this I week. love that show. Yeah, yeah he's amazing. He so is. he's helping us build so many different contacts as well, yeah. That's awesome. Wow. You guys are blessed, man. It seems like you guys got some major favor, bro. It's good. This it's good. This year has been really good, bro. It's been I really love it. good. Yeah. I love it. All right. So, uh, so somebody would get, go to your website, send an application, do a couple of videos, sing a few songs. And then if they're accepted, then they come out there. And how, what about housing? How's it go out there in Bethel for housing? What, what's that look like? Yeah. I mean, housing is always interesting out here, but you always find it. So we have, you know, the BSM housing, we have Bethel housing, the Simpson college, there are always houses that you can find out here, right? Okay. You know, so, I mean, we don't have our own halls of residence, mm -hmm. but people find houses all the time out right. here. Right. Yeah. There, you know? There's a big, there's a big community out there, obviously. There's a huge community out here. Huge <laughs> yeah, I community know. out here. I mean, I mean it's not big like Dallas, but it's a huge yeah, community. Yeah, but Bethel owns about 99% of that area out there, I think. You know? Probably, yeah. They, they've got yeah. their tentacles everywhere out there, which everywhere. is good. Yeah, which is really awesome. Yeah. All right. So, uh, all right. So I want to... Uh, I want to talk to you briefly about, you know, movies. I love movies. Okay. Yeah. All right. Or TV shows. What do you watch and what do you like? What don't you like? I like, I like a big spectrum of things, bro. So I really love fantastical stuff. So I really, 
like my favorite movie is probably Big with oh, Tom yeah. Hanks. Yeah. That was the movie that inspired me to want to act. So a lot of the movies that I love are really the 90s movies. Love mm -hmm. them, like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I think yep. there was something about late 80s, 90s movies yeah. that just do something to me that current movies don't actually do. Right. Back you know? to the Future, did you like that one? Oh, I loved all those movies, bro. Yeah. They were great. You know, Romancing the Stone. And yes. The, yes. The, the Game. The Game is one of my favorite movies again. Oh, my Michael God. Douglas. The Game was tough. I, I made all my managers watch the game uh, when I had, yeah. I had my insurance company and I had like a hundred managers and I made them all watch the game and that we had a big discussion about it because it was really good. Cause he got him out of his comfort zone big time, you know, right. You know, yeah. Basically scared the hell out of him. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But that's, that's, you know, Michael Douglas was great in that movie. It was really a spectacular movie. He all was right. Amazing. So, so was Sean Penn. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. All right. So what about, uh, some you know, see, you know, some people say we're in the golden age of streaming. I mean, the streamings are going crazy, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you got Prime, you got Netflix. Of course, Netflix is, you know, they got some bad stuff going on. All of them do. Uh, but you've got, you know, HBO Max. Now you got Apple TV and you got Apple Plus, you got Disney. Man, it's crazy, you know. So, but there's so much content out there. And there's some good content and there's some not so good content. So what, what, what do you, how do you, I mean, do you, do you watch any of these uh, shows, these, you know, these seasonal shows? Yeah, of course I do. I mean, I, you know, I, <laughs> man from the high castle was one of my favorite ones. I think at the moment, I just love the premise of that. It's really, really, really good. As Breaking if the Germans Bad, won, right? Yeah. It was based on as the if the Germans, Germans exactly, won. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Then Breaking Bad, you know, I enjoyed Breaking Bad. I don't like things about drugs and stuff. But I, right. I, I was compelled by the characters. Well, After the acting season, was phenomenal. I think he won how many Emmys on that show. I mean, it was right, crazy. Right, did. Yeah. I did get bored towards the end, though. I yeah. kind of stopped at season four. How many more things can you do? You know what I'm saying? Well, I think, I think we're, either they switch writers or they get bored themselves. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it was just it just got boring. So I didn't finish that. But I think we're in, a, we're in a season right now where it used to be not enough content, too many actors, mm. right? Not enough work. I think it's about a flip. So wow. much content, not enough actors. Wow. So I think it, there's going to be a role reversal now. So I think like if you're a screenwriter out now, you are in high demand. If yeah. you're a good actor, you're in high demand. So I think now is the time more than ever that if you're wanting to get into it, now's the time now's to the get time. into it. Yeah, I was yeah, watching. Yeah, I, you know, I'm kind of a money guy and I was watching one of the money shows the other, uh, I don't know, three or four weeks ago, maybe six weeks ago. And uh, it was on Fox Business. And the guy was saying, listen, if you can act, if you think you can act, if you have any ability, if you act in high school, now's your time to make bank. <laughs> And, yeah. you know, get, you know, learn how to do this. And because the streaming places, man, they got it. They need them. I mean, they do. All right. Now, what do you think about Ted Lasso? I would say Ted Lasso season one was probably one of my favorite shows mm -hmm. I've ever seen. Like when he's at the dartboard at the end mm -hmm. oh, and you know, you're questioning throughout, why are you so positive in the midst of a divorce, in the midst of being in a different country, all those things. I was so compelled by the writing mm -hmm. and he goes, it's because I don't judge. I'm curious. And that for me was like the crux of the entire show. Mm -hmm. Second season sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Second season just felt like in jokes and it just, it didn't, it didn't land for me. Like if they would have stayed in that same vein, I would have loved it. 
but I just, I didn't, I didn't like second season, bro, to be completely honest. No, I get it. I understand. So, you know, I have a theory, you know, I, we went to see the new matrix movie. Okay. Mm. And, uh, you know, spoiler alert, I thought it sucked. Okay. To be honest with you. And I think, cause I love the first matrix. The very first matrix was yeah. the best in my opinion. I think it was so biblical. There were so many references to, you know, the Trinity and, and Nebuchadnezzar and just, you know, the one anyways, uh, the savior. And so, but the, but I think a lot of times during COVID, I think a lot of them phoned it in, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm just speculating. I think it was really difficult during COVID, uh, especially, you know, in the latter part of 2020 and they were just trying to get something out there. The studios were just trying to get something out there. That's my, I don't have any proof of that, but that's just my thing, you know? And bro, when you're dealing with woke culture and all these kind of things, oh I mean, God, look, I I'm a huge fan of Daniel Craig and James Bond. Yes. Like, oh, the last time, one, you know, though. it's going to ah. change. So listen, the thing is, right, you know, a time, no time to die. Mm -hmm. I actually loved parts of that mm -hmm. film, right? I really did enjoy it. But you can tell that current culture, mm -hmm. and listen, I have no issue with bringing current culture in like i don't right but when you're a when you're a woman 007 like thing. james bond is a guy i'm not saying don't but like are we doing it to hit ratings or are you all right that it's okay to be a guy who's 007 i know <laughs> he's called james mm -hmm. not Janie. he's called james <laughs> so true and why try and ruin a full franchise like that you know what i'm saying yeah no, I do. I, I totally get it. You know, I agree. I thought some of the scenes were really incredible. Uh, but yeah, you can see where it's going. And, and yeah, I, I've heard a lot of a lot of buzz about the wokeness of James Bond, which is a sad state. So, yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. So I, you know, I think some of the TV stuff is really incredible that that happens out there. Is it as a for an actor? Is it better to get on a film? Or is it better to get into a, a series or does it matter? I mean, listen, listen, TV series now are just like one extended movie, right? You want to get on a TV series because the money's phenomenal and it's regular uh, and you're constantly in front of them, right? Mm. That's why you see A-listers now doing TV. Right, yeah. Because it's great. You know what I mean? A lot of the movies now, unless they're big studio movies, because of streaming and stuff, I don't know if salaries are the same as they were, right? Yeah. You know, but if, if you're doing a TV show and you're constantly working, I mean, that's where it's at right now, bro. It's like, you know, I, we were looking at the movie we're doing and it's 129 pages. I sent it to the to a friend of mine who's an agent. You've got to narrow it down to 110. It used wow. to be 120. People's wow. attention. People's attention. I know. Not it's, hold to anymore. I know. It's got to be quick. Okay. And so that's good advice. All right. My last question is here. And then uh, I want, I want you to make sure we know how to get a hold of you and everything, but I want to know, yeah. this might be kind of touchy, but I think it's really interesting. The Alec Baldwin situation. Yeah, dude, that was just negligent. Mm -hmm. I mean, the armorer must've been young. I think they were 23. I think my, my assistant knows people on that. I mean, you should never have live rounds on set. Right. Thank you. I mean, I mean, never, ever have live rounds on set. Now, I know that blanks can cause damage, but right. you should never have live rounds on set. I'm sorry, that was just blatant unprofessionalism and negligence. And I don't think Alec Baldwin is doing himself any favors on doing these interviews. Right. 
I, I don't know. I don't get it. But I just know that it's a sad tragedy that happened. And it's uh, a terrible tragedy that happened. Right. That should never have happened. Right. So what's it? What's is Hollywood going to change anything? I mean, is it going to do anything? I mean, I know this isn't the first time this has happened, but it's very rare that it does. Happen. No, it's, it's, I mean, it's very, very rare. And it's, you know, I mean, I think it was Brandon Lee, right? Brandon Lee got killed. Mm -hmm. um, it's very rare that it happens. And I, I tell you what, most, most of the protocol on sets coming with guns is very, very, very safety conscious. Very, right. very safety conscious. But I think this film actually probably contravened a lot more laws than just the, I mean, I don't want to say just the Armory one because that right. was a tragedy, but I don't know how compliant they were in many of their things. So. Well, I think, you know, I, I you know, there's a, there's a reason why the NRA is who they are and they have safety first, right? And, you know, and if they don't have NRA on the set, I don't know, maybe that caused the issue because of the political situation, but yeah, it's a, it's a sad situation. All right, so if somebody wants to get a hold of you, what, how do they get a hold of you and start the application process? Yeah, absolutely. So go to www.bethelconservatory.com okay. and it will say apply now. And there's literally everything on that website from all of our courses. You can read through them, be inspired by them. And um, there are some blogs on there. You know, it's like we, we say what we do on the tin. So when we say that the presence of God is the focus of the conservatory with amazing training, that is what we do. I love it. We, we, listen, bro, I'm going to tell you, I don't get paid enough to do what I do to do it for the pay. I do it because it's a life call. I know. That's what you I love what about I'm you, Fab. It's a passion. That's what I love about you, man. You're, you, you are, you know, yeah. Uh, and listen, your name, you've got such a beautiful name, you know, and I, you're Italian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So how do you say your complete name, bro? Fabiano Altamora. Man, is that not romantic? I think I'm romantic, bro. <laughs> That's sexy and romantic. That's awesome, man. I'll take both. I'll take hey. both. <laughs> well, listen, we, I, I just, you, you and your family are amazing and what you do out there and the glory of God is tremendous. And uh, I'm just so proud. Of you. I want to see you in more movies, bro. Are you going to be cast in anything soon? Yeah. So I, the thing is, it's not the lack of office. It's that I'm still in waiting for my green card to come through. Oh, wow. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's been a 10 year process and it's still not through. Man. So that's the only reason why there's only certain things that I can be attached to and not others because of that very reason. Gotcha. Gotcha. And how are the unions holding up right now? SAG and all that stuff. How's that stuff doing? Um, yeah. I mean, you, you know, I think there are, there are definitely actors that are like, yo, I definitively want to go SAG. And others like, I'm holding out as long as I can, <laughs> you know, because whatever, whatever you're, view on the current situation politically you mm -hmm. know with covid or not you know they are requiring things that certain right. people will just not do yeah no i get it and, i understand know, and that's their that's their choice and that's i'm not it. commenting that's on right. whether it's right or wrong absolutely you know, I'm not commenting on that. amen to that brother amen well man listen thank you so much for joining us here on the next level podcast and uh you are so next level out there bro you really are and stacy and i that. we just we're just proud of you and what you constantly do and uh, listen, as soon as you get a new governor, I'm coming out there. <laughs> <laughs> listen, just come anyway. <laughs> I know. I know. I will. I just, yeah, I, I miss it out there. I, I remember when we were out there, it was, we got to stay in the, the Bethel house or somewhere right there, right on the river. Yeah. And yeah, man, it's beautiful. I, that's so amazing. It's so beautiful out there. And, yeah. and you guys got the big new church open now, right? 
I mean, uh, well, no, we're still in, we're still in construction. Phase oh, okay. Okay. All right. I think it's going to yeah. be bigger than Jerry world, bigger than AT&T stadium, I think, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think, you're, I, <laughs> I think your budget might've been more than AT&T stadium, but uh, that's good. God's uh, blessing you guys well up there. Well, pray the money in. We still need it. So. Amen. Amen. All right, my man. Well, thank you. And uh, we appreciate that. And God bless you and continue to do his work out there. And you are amazing, my man. Thank you. Love you, brother. Thank you so much. Love you too, Fab. All right. Good luck to you. Let me know if I can ever help. Thank you, bro. Will do. Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.